I'm Robert Colangelo, and this is Green Sense, where we bring you eco innovations that are changing your world. Prince William of Wales launched the Earthshot Prize Awards last year, an international contest to fund the world's most promising projects in five categories protect and restore nature, clean our air, revive our oceans, build a waste free world, and fix our climate. My guest this week is Zara Summers, VP of Science at Lanza Technology the Earthshot Prize Award's only American finalist, and they're located here in Chicago. Zara, thank you for joining us on GreenSense. Thanks, Robert. It's really great to be here. You have a very interesting background. You have a PhD in microbiology. You worked for ExxonMobil, the biggest oil and gas company in the world, also one of the biggest emitters of greenhouse gas and pollutants. And now you work on the other side, keeping fossil fuels in the ground. Give us a brief overview on your transition from oil and gas to making the supply chain more sustainable. Yeah, no, happy to. I think it, it, it is an interesting journey. So I started my education in, as you said, microbiology. And as I worked my way through, I got deeper and deeper underground. So I started at the surface and moved deeper and deeper. And I ended my academic career in the bottom of an iron mine in Minnesota. And so when ExxonMobil posted that they wanted to grow their biosciences group, I was really excited to join. I saw I saw a lot of use for biology to help green the oil and gas industry um, from biofuels, biochemicals, using bioprocesses to clean up oil spills. You know, that's that's what, you know, microbiology is behind all the oil spill cleanup. Um, and so I thought, oh, wow, what a great opportunity. Um, and at ExxonMobil, I worked really hard to help put in place programs that that could lower the carbon intensity. But over time, you want you want action, you want action now. And oil and gas companies aren't known for rapid movement and rapid change, you know, which is why there are 150-year-old oil and gas companies. And so jumping to, to Lanzatech was such a, an awesome opportunity where I got to apply biology at commercial scales today. Um, and so, yeah, we're really working to not only reduce emissions, but use those emissions through biology to make products that displace fossil products. Well, that's a great transition. So let's talk a little bit about Lanzatech. It's based in Skokie. Um, Talk about your process uh, for entering the Earthshot program, uh, how you became selected as a finalist and what it takes to win the prize. So let's start out first. Uh, how do you get into the program? So you have to be nominated. Um, we were actually nominated by a group um, focused on IP. So an attorney group that saw how prolific our, our patenting strategy was. And so, you know, it's, People joke about lawyers, but lawyers really helped us get get into that position. Um, and so we were really appreciative. Uh, and, and I think what, what struck them was that it wasn't just the patents that we have, but it was the impact and how we use that, our technology to actually go and change the world today. We are capturing and transforming carbon today and really diverting CO2 and other gases from entering the atmosphere and using those as a feedstock to make products that we all use every day. How many people enter the program? 
Um, quite a few, and we we were narrow. It it, it got more narrow and more narrow um, until there were fifteen finalists for those five different um, categories that you mentioned. And then of the three in our category, um, we were not chosen, but we're very, very happy for those that were. Uh, so how do you uh, get narrowed down and become an actual finalist? What do you have to do? Do you do pitches? Do you submit papers? Um, yes. And and so it's a, it's, it's a process where there were a panel of judges, like even um, Sir David Attenborough and, and other very impressive very <laughs> that, that I think kind of looked at the impacts and looked at the potential of the different companies um, and looked at the stage, right? It, it does matter where you are at in your, in your journey, because they really want to incubate the ideas that maybe need to get a leg up today. Um, and while we are operating commercial plants, we weren't, we were one of the more, um, I would say progressed, uh, technologies. And so we're really supportive of, of those, those folks that were selected because it's, it's going to be really meaningful for their development. So every year, this decade, five projects are awarded 1 million pounds to scale their work. How are winners selected to win that million dollar prize? I know there's those five categories. There's a winner for each one. How, how do they pick who wins? I guess I wasn't in, involved in some of the deliberations with the judges, but I think it's it's overall impact, um, it's promise. Um, in the end, anyone that's even nominated for these prizes a winner because of the just the exposure companies are getting. Um, so was it subjective, objective? Was it quant? Did they have a scoring or? They, I believe there is a scoring for like overall carbon impact, I would say, um, overall, I, I do, I do believe there are objectives. I'm not exactly quite. Sure. <laughs> That's fair. So you, you've been a, your company's been a pioneer. You've been co conducting R and D for over 15 years to create this industrial scale process to sequester, uh, carbon and uh, using biological processes to create a wider range of feedstocks or products. What's been the biggest challenge in taking your idea to market? Um, I, I think when, when you think about scaling a commercial process, there are some, there are some challenges that are going to be true across the board, right? When you go from lab scale to an industrial scale, that's a lot of steel that needs to be put in the ground. And so some of it is, is just the capital, um, raising that capital, those capital funds to put in those big installments. Um, I would say from a biological process perspective, we are one of the first to actually commercialize a continuous biological process in, in, in our field, right? We were the first gas fermentation company to, to go commercial successfully. Um, and so there you have a different type of challenge where you're fighting perception that biology or biological processes don't scale. Um, and so there's both real and perceived um, challenges that you're kind of up against. And I imagine coming from ExxonMobil, who has almost unlimited capital and is used to scaling large projects, coming to a smaller company, that can be daunting. Um so tell us about your business model. How do you guys make money? And then how do you help supply chains keep fossil fuels in the ground and create a pollution-free future? 
Yeah. So we, we really, <clears throat> you know, we've, we've generated this technology. And so how we work is we, we kind of sit at the nexus between two industries. So you can think of heavy industry on one end uh, being steel mills, uh, cement plants, refineries, large scale emitters that have a very concentrated source of emissions coming out of a, a blast furnace in a steel mill um, or different refinery units that have a continuous source of gas. And so what we do is we've developed this technology and we work with them to install one of our plants that actually takes the emissions out of essentially their stack, diverts it to our process, bubbles through our, our bacterial fermentation bioreactor, and then we have a distillation column that that um, that pulls out the ethanol um, or in the future additional products, and so that's a licensing model where the the that large scale emitter the those industry uh, partners will will own and operate the plant with our different levels of our involvement. We train and we we develop the technology to run the plant, and as I said, we sit at this nexus. And so what what we also do is from, from the sale of that ethanol to consumer brands, we're, we're involved in that end too. So we're providing a source of low carbon intensity uh, feedstock for things like running shoes and yoga pants and uh, cocktail dresses. So we work with On Shoes, uh, Lululemon and Zara. No real association other than I wear some of their clothes. Um, <laughs> to make uh, polyesters from this ethanol. And so we kind of sit between these large-scale industrial emitters that are mandated to reduce their carbon footprint by diverting their CO2 emissions instead of going into the atmosphere, going into a product. And then we partner with, with uh, downstream users like these consumer brands, L'Oreal, for example, other, um, you, know, you know, there's a lot of different, um, Mibel, who in Europe makes, um, it's a grocery store, uh, you know, things, I'm sorry, things you sell in the grocery store, like laundry detergent, countertop cleaners, you know, there's all sorts of things our ethanol is going into. So we work with these consumer brands to, to bring a lower carbon footprint to them as well, because they're not deriving some of these surfactants and, and polyesters from fossil fuel, they're deriving it from emissions. And so we kind of sit in between. And so our business model is really work with emitters to make a product rather than emissions and, and then work with consumer brands to bring that product to everyone. That's pretty fascinating. And you have a, a wide array of users that your products that go into, like you said, jet fuel, yoga pants, oh, shoes, yeah. cleaning products. That's pretty amazing. And that's really part you know, of the new economy. Uh, you know, trying to use emissions or waste as a feedstock. Exactly. Um, so tell us a little bit about your partners. How involved are they in the end products? Well, and so I, I guess when you think about our partners, it it kind of ranges from those large industrial groups to these consumer brands. And in the future, we would like to to work even more closely with them. And specifically some of the consumer brands, it's not just about taking emissions to make their products. It can be about enabling a circular economy. So, you know, maybe not for jet fuel, 
But once direct air capture, for example, becomes becomes more of a reality than it is today, you can you can even go for circular economy for fuels that are burned and and put into the atmosphere. But if we think about consumer brands, you know, and you think about, oh, what what happens at the end of life of your tennis shoes? <clears throat> You'll wear them for a while until they're just to the point where you have to throw them out. Well, I would argue that in the uh, future, consumer won't necessarily throw away things like that. They can bring them back to the store. We can gasify it, right? Gasifiers are able to take municipal solid waste that's completely unsorted, convert that waste into syngas, which we can then ferment into ethanol or other products as well. And so it's not just about diverting emissions. It's taking feedstocks that today we consider garbage and tomorrow will be enabling a circular clothing economy, shoe economy, all, all of those things. And solves multiple problems. We have way too many landfills and too much uh, good material in them. Exactly. Well, drum roll, please. Uh, final prize winners were announced at, on December 2nd. Was Lanza a winner? We were not, but as, as any graceful loser will say... <laughs> <laughs> It was an honor just to be nominated. And really, that is that is so true. If you think of the exposure uh, we've gotten from just being the only United States company to to be nominated, it's been phenomenal. We've had so many people reach out um, and and it's really been just great for us and all of our partners from uh, people you know, maybe a few months ago, didn't even know we existed. And and they saw us on the CBS Evening News, right? So there's a lot of great things that came out of just being nominated. And we're just so excited for all the other winners, because like I said, some of those companies are in much earlier stages, and this is going to be really impactful in their continued development. So in addition to the promotional benefits, what other benefits did you achieve by being a finalist? I think it strengthens some of our connections uh, with with different environmental groups that maybe weren't um, as aware of us. And and I think it really just in some way from a from a company perspective, really, you know, when you're first and when you're out in front it's nice to have that validation of you are doing the right thing and it is having a major impact. Um, and I think that alone was, was really great for the company. Um, Zara, are, were there any lessons learned and was there anything you would do different if you had to do this again? For the Earthshot prize? No, it's been fantastic. <laughs> um, for the, for the company, I think, you know, we're, we're actively learning and, uh, and applying those learnings every day. Um, as we, as we put, you know, we, we've now gone from trying to commercialize to three operating commercial plants with multiple more on the way in the next few months. Um, and I think we, we are looking to the future and wanting to figure out how to bring more, um, more plants online and how to get more clever about how you put in those plants, right? You know, reducing the cost, um, increasing the the types of feedstocks and wastes we can use. Um, so these are all areas where we 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 have a pretty robust R and D organization still within the company. So we're always working on the next thing. 
Zara, congratulations on your career transition. You look very happy and passionate about your new role. And we also congratulate you on being the only American company as an Earthshot finalist. Uh, I enjoyed st- talking to you and thank you for being on GreenSense. Thanks so much, Robert. My guest was Zara Summers, VP of Science at Lanza Tech, who is a finalist in the Earthshot Prize and is dedicated to keeping fossil fuels in the ground and creating a pollution-free supply chain. GreenSense is an independent radio show. We rely on sponsorship and listener support to produce high-quality audio broadcasts that promote innovators with sustainable solutions. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, visit the GreenSenseFarms.com website to learn more. I'm Robert Colangelo, and thank you for listening to GreenSense. And don't forget to check out the GreenSense Minute every Thursday and Saturday on 105.9 FM, WBBM, Chicago.